one day without meat and crackers and I'm back to normal? That just seemed a little bit out of the ordinary. This is Dad Pants. Why do I keep telling you that this is Dad Pants? You already know that. Why not just start by saying hello? Hello? Stuart here. Uh, and with me is Monsi. Monsi, you got any thoughts on why I keep starting the pod like that? No, but there's a lot of um, lot of that in the world, like unnecessary kind of use of that kind of stuff. Like, hi, you're watching the five o'clock news and it's like i know what i'm watching like hey, i know what is, i've this clicked is joe on. rogan this is a joe rogan podcast is it is it the, the the thing that i've already pressed have you contemplated maybe starting it by saying this is the joe rogan podcast for dad pants like see if we can trick people into thinking they're listening to the rogan podcast when they're listening to us oh well if only if only there was some tech way we could do that eh? i mean i, I don't know i don't even know if i could pull off being that meat-headed in the hope of getting his listeners, you know? I'm sure you could. Thanks. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I think you could You could do a fake meathead pretty good. <laughs> That's just Stallone. You're just doing Stallone at the moment. Sorry, but, but Stallone chuffing, that's where the, the sound was at the end there. I see. Um, do you think Rocky, the Rocky movies would have been more fun if Apollo Creed had died in the first one and he was only fighting his ghost in the following ones? <laughs> I heard this post somewhere the other day. I don't, I... Sure. What kind of ghost rules are we working to here, though? Is it just you can't touch them or are they made of kind of ectoplasm? What's the... what? What what works best uh, in the script? That is an interesting question. That's an interesting question. Surely you would have to be able to touch him, or the boxing fights just. But that might be the zany comedy Stallone. of the movie. Air swinging. Stallone getting more and more tired, punching <laughs> through a uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. That's actually kind of funny. And Apollo just leaning leaning against the ropes, smoking. <laughs> what are your uh, ghost rules if if you had to have ghost rules? Like, do you can ghosts go through doors? Well, I think my ghost rule is if they can pick stuff up, you should be able to hit them. You know what I mean? That's good. That's a good ghost rule. Yeah. But how fair. come they're allowed to manipulate objects but can't be manipulated? That's like either we can't hit them. You can't have it one way and not the other. Either yeah. we can't hit them, but they don't get to pick stuff up. Or if they pick stuff up, there's, we get to, you know, be able to do some damage. Well, this, okay. Interesting thought there then. Okay. So. Say you see a ghost and we're living in the can't pick up world. We, we're in under those ghost rules. So we can't hit them. If you hit them, you go through it. Yeah. Are they wearing clothes? Tell me how the two are related. Well, are they ghost clothes? Oh, how did they put clothes on? Yeah, yeah. Or do they, or do they have to like, yeah, like are they? I always thought. clothes can't become ghosts. Yeah, no, I understand. I always just thought that was kind of a literary um, convention and a convention for films and TV and so on. I Every ghost is naked in my mind. Wow. Okay. Naked ghosts. That's scarier. But exactly for the reason you said. Clothes don't die and become yeah, ghosts. No, no. Clothes can't come back from the dead. Exactly. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Every ghost must be naked, and I assume they just put ghost clothes on them for the sake of decency in, in movies. 
That's um, that's really interesting, and I think a really good. You could use that as a dad thing. If your children ever get scared about ghosts, remind them. Well, it's not a real ghost unless it's naked. But then that <laughs> brings up a whole new issue, I suppose. But um, but also maybe that's where that white sheet stuff comes from. Maybe it's just a so. real white person. No, but then you're living back in the world of ghosts can pick stuff up. Well, no, I, um, what I meant was that someone had confused just a very pale ghost for a white sheet. I see. But I think a naked ghost is less scary than a clothed ghost because, you know, a clothed ghost, clothed ghost is, is, yeah, it's not real. Like it's not, it's not, a clothed ghost can pick stuff up, which means you can hit it. Naked ghost... Yes. That's, you, can, you can't touch anything, so I can't hurt you. This is one of the weirder intros to Dad Pants as yet. <laughs> well, it didn't get very far into Dad Gear, did we? Well, it's all really Dad Gear, isn't it, I suppose? It's all relative. If you say that, that just justifies any rambling you do. Yeah. Well, what's happening in your young parenting life at the moment? Um, Not too much. Augie's um, doing... Not the best sleeps at the moment, but we kind of go from terrible night to okay night occasionally. Mm. So we, we, we feel like we're on the right path, um, but it sucks. Feel It must feel a bit like Groundhog Day for you, though, because it's been this way for a little while, hasn't it? Yeah, I think we're going on about two weeks or so that we've had the bad nights. It is feeling a bit Groundhog Day-ish. Mm. And we, we can see a new problem right around the corner. or Naked right ghosts. In, and Naked Ghost is one of them, but this is more of a tooth-related issue. Oh. It seems like she's getting ready to erupt a few teeth. Huh. Is that early? I don't remember. I see. It's, you, you forget so quickly. You do forget so quickly. It is on the earlier side, but it's yeah. not, not like it's not that early. It's like between four to eight months is when you start getting them, and she's four months. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. So she's just uh, straight in the zone with it. Yeah, toothy zone. Let me ask you... Have you had any blowback re your strong uh, poop in fresh bin stands? I haven't had any blowback, but I, I have had I've had some um, supporters. Um, no. I actually spoke to yeah yeah yeah. I was speaking to a room of people about it yesterday, and everyone was like, "If you haven't taken your bin in, I completely agree. It's your fault. You haven't brought your bin in." And on bin night, of course, it's not a problem because it's going to get collected. Who are these panderers you were talking to? Various friends and family. Oh, you just collect uh, uh, people sycophantic to your I'll put my poop where I want cause and you only choose to socialise with them. Is that the story? Yeah, pretty much it, yeah. So, again, you, you think it's not, not the way to go? No, I don't think. And, and we saw an article in the paper on the weekend where someone sure wrote did. in for advice on that very topic and they got slapped yeah. down. Saying they got slapped down. You don't do it. So who, who are these people? Are they like from a wide cross-section of society all agreeing, yes, yes, a fresh, pristine, empty bin is just the receptacle for your stinky old dog shit? No, but also the people I've spoken to, not many, I must admit, but have said it is their fault for not taking the bin in. You give it a, you can't do it the morning of clean bin, but the evening of a clean bin, you can. Who are these bin Nazis determining... You know, after a certain point. It seems as if in this whole scenario, you're the bin Nazi. How am I? Telling me what can or cannot go into the bins. We live in a free society. People shouldn't have to, uh, you know, leave work to get home by a certain time, 
lest their bin be bombarded with turds. We live in a free society. I shouldn't have to find my own garbage receptacle to put turds in. Well, I don't know that that's a definition of a free society. We live in a free society, sure, but there's also there are also societal etiquettes to follow. Yeah, etiquettes, not laws, etiquettes. Right. So, you know, you putting your turd, not your turd, excuse me, yeah, yeah. although that's sure. probably next, let's face it. Yeah, sure is. Uh, your dog's turd in, a, in someone's bin might just be the tipping point before we fall into complete societal chaos. Are you familiar with the uh, kind of uh, lifestyle slash governance style communism? <laughs> I have heard of such a thing, yes. In that kind of society, it'd be fine to put your poop in anyone's bin. Right. So are you trying to suggest that rather than just laziness of you not wanting to hold a bag a bit longer, you're trying to initiate uh, some new governmental systems? Well, it actually actually brings up an interesting point. Do you own your bin? Uh, well, oh, oh, you got yeah. me there. I don't know. I know, right? I yeah, assume, I don't know I assume if you do. Well, we don't because when you leave, you leave the bin here, right? Absolutely, right? That's a good point. But also when you leave, you don't take your house with you. Right. So maybe it's part of the house sale. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, which it is your house. Yeah. So what what point were you trying to make? If if it's government owned and, and local government controlled, why would it differ putting it in someone else's to mine? Well, again, because maybe that person has chosen not to be a dog owner and doesn't want shit in their bin all week. This is actually a really interesting thing. Do you own the garbage? When do you stop owning garbage? (laughs) Well, according to you, it's whenever you throw it into someone else's bin. Well, what about when you throw it into your bin? I wonder, because if you don't own your bin, do you own your garbage once it's gone in there? We may be going too far down a rabbit hole here. Well, to be fair, you brought this up again. (laughs) I I did. I just wanted to know if anyone had said you're a dickhead for throwing your poo in other people's bins. People uh, agree with me. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to find it. Apparently, you went to a bar, announced your stance to the bar, and the bar as one agreed with you and, and pledged to fill up non-believers bins with turds forevermore. Is that what I think? I think you're pretty much onto it, yeah. I'm very interested about who owns garbage now, though. I'm very interested in these people who agree with you. Who are these people? What is your problem with having someone else's poop in your bin? I think my problem is more with the extreme hardline attitude of, I decide when you take your bin inside. And if you don't take your bin inside by the time I've decided it's okay, I'm going to befoul your bin with my dog's waste. Well, I... I, that's, I that's the, that, it's the attitude more that I'm concerned with. Well, you're not going to like this because after our conversation today, my attitude is changing to if your bin is out at any time, I think it's fair game. <laughs> the problem with putting it in a bin in someone's house is that you are trespassing. You're going onto their property. If we come to the realisation and conclusion that the whole garbage system is not ours but it is something offered to us for our tax paying, then the fact that I put my garbage in a different bin once it's out in public space shouldn't, shouldn't cause any kind of issues. Well, yeah, you're talking legally. 
by the sounds of it. We're talking societal etiquette-wise, remember? Well, if we don't have laws, what do we have? Uh, well, probably agreed upon conventions whereby... Sounds like, sounds like laws, punishable by uh, imprisonment. Well, no, you know you know that full well that no one's going to prison for a, a bag of shit in a bin. Which makes me feel all the better about it. <laughs> but you can turn a society against you. Well, I suppose not. I guess I'm in the wrong, you know. You're just uh, holding rallies, it would seem now, of yeah. like-minded people. Like a crystal kind of night kind of thing. Well, I was thinking more a Trump rally, but sure. May as well it's go a go real Trumpy attitude, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. We'll put my, I put my, I put my dog's poo anywhere. in, in it. Whoever's been alike, you just grab them by the bins. They, they just let you. They just let you put the poo right in there. Okay. That's pretty, um, that's decent, Trump. Uh, I went off the rails pretty quickly. It started okay, but by the end there, it just sounded like I was constipated. Um, yeah. Ironically, <laughs> uh, well, instead, instead of going over what we talked about in last week's episode, shall we get into some fresh stuff with the Pants Panel? But I'm really interested now, though. Who does own your garbage? It might be one of those really weird things where it's like a, um, uh, oh, what's the word, an annex of government property on your own house in kind of bin shape that once you put something in that bin, it might not be yours anymore. No, surely it's yours until the point of collection because let's say your bin gets knocked over before the truck comes. Yep. Who's, it's on you to clean that up off the street, surely. Here you go. Listen to this. I've got a fucking answer for you, and I win. Fuck you all. Um, While you might think that rubbish is rubbish, it does have a legal owner, and exactly who that is depends on where the bin is located. The contents of someone's bin is the legal possession of the property owner when on private land and of council when on the curbside for collection. So at the point of wheeling it out, that's when it changes hands, the the ownership of the garbage. Yeah, and thus, if I were to put my dog poop in any random bin on the street, I'm pretty much just using a council bin. Yeah, again, we're not challenging the legality of it. We're challenging the morals of it. Morals. Because I'll see you in court. Morals, Monty. Really interesting. All right, I failed first time round throwing to the pants panel. I'm really winding back now for a big throw to them. You ready, Monty? I'm ready. That's a weird throw sound, but I like it. Uh, well, um, how's everyone going? Good? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Oh, oh, we're having a hard time with my baby daughter at the moment. Yes. I don't really know what to do about that. I feel we've run the gamut of advice we can give on that. I think it's just one of the ones at the moment. We just got to bloody stick it out. But mm. it's, it's all good. She's happy. She yeah. just can't stay asleep. No, yeah. let's, let's not let anyone behind let's the curtain it. that the pants panel hasn't been able to fix something. I mean, oh. Jesus. I think that if you don't bury her in the back garden, you're doing well. That was pretty much the, the best advice. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, have yeah, well, done our, our family's two out of three. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> well, uh, yeah, we've had a bit of a uh, tension in the house, like literally a minute before recording. So I'm in a great mood. This is great. Oh, no. <laughs> what happened with yours? Because I, yeah, I had tension too, but mine was just didn't want to sleep. Mine's the same old, so it's boring. No, yeah. just the just the asking repeatedly for simple things to be done and getting attitude for simply doing the job of parenting, which require is required. Mm. Um, and just, you know, reaching a certain point where you've had about as much of that repeatedly every night as you're going to take. <laughs> anyway. Um, I hear that one. I hear yeah. it. I really do. <laughs> so loud. I don't get that one yet. I will one day. Not yet. Yeah. <sighs> You know what I'm fed up with that um, you guys can probably relate to, and I think it takes it back to one of our very first episodes. You know who's fucking shit these days? Fucking weathermen. They have no fucking idea what's going on. They tell me it's going to rain all week. It's not going to rain all week. They tell me it's not going to rain. It does fucking rain. I'm waiting for the dots to be joined between what we were saying and that. <laughs> anger, anger. Oh, okay. anger. Frustration. Oh, yeah. he, he can't be angry at his child, so he's got to no, go that's outward right. to. He's oh, got to go outward to the second thing he loves, the second only to his child, and that's weathermen. Yes. Weathermen, weather people. Say, so, the the well, meteorology be, profession. But I think they are intentionally doing it because they've been made redundant by the bomb app. Yes. Oh, but the bomb app shit too. It's fucking Oh, hey, hey, hey. It's just like, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right. Had a hard time, Ranty. You've had a hard time and you're lashing out. That's a man with no sleep. The rain radar is fine. The rain radar tells you where it's raining and where it has been raining. Any I know you're upset currently. now, so I pretend <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> um, uh, but, like, everyone's been getting it so wrong, Rand. I have had a theory that... The meteorologists of Sydney, at least, are in bed with big COVID and they're trying Hang to stop on. people getting together in outdoor groups together too much. So they're saying it's going to rain on the weekend even when it doesn't. To Hang stop on, but us hang on. Is big COVID out. pro-COVID or anti-COVID? <laughs> Thank you, Buckland. I, was I don't know that. yet. I don't know yet. But it's investigating. It's big COVID protocol. Am I not the only one to think that they've been getting it very wrong lately, the weathermen? I, I don't. I think that's been a running joke for years that they rarely get it right, isn't it? I, I'm more interested in the idea of, of we <laughs> we know that we know that you know having a weather person on your news broadcast is pretty redundant. But who's who's the is why is no one brave enough to say we're done with the weather person? I don't know. That's what or just me. Have a three minute Maybe. segment where it just there's a title on the screen that says look at your bomb app <laughs> yeah, you have the QR code that takes you to the bomb <laughs> <Open your app. laughs> someone's gonna be brave enough someday to do it anyway we need more we sport st- that's what we need shall yeah. we start we, i mean we're action-packed here like we've got a packed sheet here i've made the mistake again of, yeah. of filling it up so should it's, we at least attempt it or? okay hello everybody it's dad pants time Cranky Dad Stu here. How is everyone else going? All right. I'm pretty good. I'm back to work, stressed dad. Oh, you've been holiday dad, though. Holiday I dad. I've been holiday dad, so I've, I've got some, <laughs> got some great holiday uh, thoughts uh, about being a dad. But um, now that I've been back at, work for a, <laughs> back at work for a couple of days, it's starting to, um, the luster, of, of holidays has really sort of started to to dim. 
which okay. is you know, it's yeah. a another week and the, the nostalgia will return. Oh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I think I think the thing about holidays is you kind of you're on them as a parent, and we've talked about this how you don't have a holiday, but then mm. as soon as you come back from holidays, you can't you pine for it, even though you realise it wasn't much of a holiday. <laughs> Oh, look, uh, I, I'm going well. Thanks for asking, everybody. Uh, I'm pretty happy with a... Why are you cranky, Stu? No, why are you cranky? That was the first uh, thing you said to us. Straight off the cup, cranky. Well, um, insert harp sound effect here and you can. I'll just cut in what I said before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll tell you what's nullifying that a little. I'm a bit happy with a uh, Facebook post in my local community group that I put out there, yeah. a bit of a dad yeah. whinge. Um, it's got you know 160 odd likes so far, fellas. I'm pretty. Uh, oh, that so... you put out. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Wow. In the local in the local group. Um, oh. and uh, so look, uh, I feel I'm probably a bigger influencer than Ben now. Yeah. Um, what was the topic? So... Was it about? Yeah. What was it about? about? Was it like supermarkets closing or not letting you know or no? It was about roundabouts. It was about. It was complaining about the number of real estate flyers I found in my letterbox. Oh, that's a good one. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, maybe not strictly daddish, but I felt pretty daddish. Haven't you, having, haven't having you stepped your daddish? Haven't you stepped your daddish up? Don't you have a sign that says "No junk mail"? I don't oh. know. I don't. Oh, come on now. I mean, that's that's should be. That I don't know if it's a, it feels like kind of like uh, '80s granola parents to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's very specific. Yeah, yeah, but Go do you know on. what I mean? Like kind of quite lefty, kind of uh, left the commune kind of vibe. '80s parents to have a no. I don't know why I've got that vibe, but that feels well, like a no junk mail to me. I, 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 I live in a cul-de-sac at the top of a kind of steepish hill. I thought I was safe, but. I was very wrong. Oh, they will drive up there. Yeah. They will no drive up there. No one invade your ivory tower up there, Buckland. Is that what you're? I'm just imagining a, imagining the castle looking down over the common folk. <laughs> Away with you! <laughs> now be gone. Uh, well, it is a little, but. Um, the <laughs> have you had to shoo a real estate agent away from your front door yet? No. No, I've heard if you bang pots but, together out the front, they'll go away. But, but my concern is hounds with bees in their mouth, eh? <laughs> my concern is more like I found seven real estate flyers in the letterbox, mm. right? Do they think people don't know about the internet? Like people can look at houses on the internet. Everyone knows that, don't they? Do they think there's a certain percentage of people that don't? Well, look, there is the the old the old school, like the granolas. Uh, that do like to have a flick through the um, the pamphlet. I just don't know. I, I think even old people are aware that there's probably real estate sites on the internet, right? And that you don't have to just sit there in the hope that a flyer that matches your particular needs comes through your letterbox. Well, I'll have to wait till next week's flyers. <laughs> 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 Nothing this week. No houses. <laughs> I should start up a dad group now called the Crunchy Granola Suite. <laughs> I wanted to just check in and say this isn't a bit, but the old Jehovah's Witness door knockers, I mean, they got shut down by COVID. We got, a, it's the first time ever, a Jehovah's Witness letter drop. Oh, we're I thought you were going to say they crashed into a Zoom meeting or something. No, <laughs> a handwritten yeah. letter. Yeah, oh. we've had that. 
Handwritten wow. as well. Yeah. Handwritten? Is yeah, it handwritten, handwritten? By the hand of God? Photocopy? A4? No, I tried to check. I wanted, I wanted to see if it was photocopy because it was a page long. Hmm. Um, and, yeah, handwritten. So, wow, I mean, that's a penance. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not walking around, are they? How many yeah. hours would they have had to have done? My God. Oh, well, no. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. Maybe you, maybe you could, maybe I'll give you the email address and you could contact them and ask them these questions directly. They'd love to hear from you. Nah, wait for a flyer. (laughs) (laughs) Fly a week. I'll wait for my personalized letter. Thank you. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, uh, oh, I don't know what to do because we had two segue opportunities there. We did mention Holiday Dad, but we also mentioned uh, Neighbor Mowing Wars. Just Um, finished the episode. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. <laughs> oh, we are not going to finish mid-sentence today. Oh, I'm getting determined. Um, uh, so, All right. Um, uh, hey, well, yeah. Holiday Dad wants he's in there. Let me steer it. Let me steer it, Holiday Dad. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Rich because it might be shorter. Holiday Dad might take a bit of time. So, yeah. Rich. So basically, I well, I arrived home from work yesterday. And I, I, we kind of go in through the, the garage door and then kind of come out the front. So I came out the front to grab something. I looked out and I noticed that the, um, the lawn next door had been mown again. This is only after the previous mow was only a couple of days previous, I think probably four or five days previous. So, and it actually impeded into my lawn where the crossover. Hmm. He's impeded yeah. the crossover line. They're not, not just like kind of unintentionally it, there was a fair bit of um it, it's it's a well it's a good crossover like it's touched my fence like it's, my a, front it's fence. a dead set overmo it's an overmo it's an overmo but hang every... on, not, not in the sense of overmo that we said last week of or last time of, of, of mowing too much it's an overmo as in he's mown over into your yard absolutely i or think a... well i think i think both ways both it, ways it, actually it goes, yeah it goes me. it goes too deep and too much and too far over so um, it was. It, it felt like a bit of a declaration of war. It was. It felt to me. It was a look at what I've done. Look at my lawn, and then look at yours. Too Get far to be accidental. Out. Far too far to be accidental. There was. Mm-hmm. There was, and I'll tell you what. There's actually movement. You can see that there's track lines. So he's gone in and then out and then back in again, over the over the line. And then he hasn't kept it. As, and there's not a straight line. He's, okay. he's kind of gone in and out. So there's like a little. There's a divot. Any so, priors? Yeah. Well, like I've only just met him a few weeks ago with all the COVID stuff and everything going on, and he, he's kind of on the corner, so his house faces the other way. So I'm facing one direction, he's facing it the other way. And he seemed like a really lovely bloke. And now I'm just not... You ever see him walk? Does he walk in a straight line? <laughs> yeah. Does he, go, does he, go Does he walk in three steps and then go back two maybe, steps? Maybe one, leg, yeah, steps one leg longer than the other. And he yeah. just kind I'm, of that I'm living next door to Jeremy Beadle. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say, that animated cat from the Paula Abdul <laughs> music clip. Wow. There are yeah. two great Deep references. Cut. Well done, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dads will get it. So anyway, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's I, I'm I, Look, fair enough. Like My lawn's been two weeks now. Since I've had a chance to get out there, but it's not ridiculous. Like, fair enough. I, th- I think the clover is probably the the problem. Um, so I think that there's been a, a good bit of advice there from Wiggins was to get out there and give it a bit of spray, a bit of weed and feed. I think might be my ticket. And All right. Let, let it grow, not mow. Let's not get into here. general lawn care. We're just talking about okay. shitty so, neighbours so, right now. Shitty neighbors. <laughs> Sorry. 
What what do we do about these shitty neighbours? Like, obviously, I've uh, you know. Anyway, maybe that's a question we can put to the audience for for uh, next time. What, what are you going? What, what should Rich do? Was it Rich... aggressive, or was it? Is it unintentional? Like, am I reading too much into this? Well, uh, there's more sensitivities to be expected. That's right. I think what there needs to be some. Um, like you need to be aware, or at least have someone in the family be aware of the next time he's actually mowing, mm. and. Just get out the front, you know, with a beer and, um, you know, just watch him mow. Like yeah. just just watch him mow his entire lawn mm. and see what happens. See if he does the crossover again. Okay. Yeah. But well, if he's waiting for Rich to be at work to mow by the sounds of things. Yeah. Well, as I say, it's been twice in, twice in 10 days. Does this bugger not have a job? Yeah, he's old. <laughs> he's retired. You, know, you have a line marker. No, this is it. Like it's a very, it's a very fluid um, demarcation between the properties. As I say, it's only there, there's a, a front fence, so running perpendicular to the property boundary, and he's kind of cut across into that a bit, like kind of pushed himself along my fence a bit, you know, mm-hmm. in a, a bit of a jagged motion. So you can see, as I say, it's the lack. There's no smoothness. He hasn't kind of done like a smooth line running out or anything like that. Like, oh, I've gone too far over. It's kind of, he's he's gouged a couple of times. So I've got these big gouges and then gone back and fixed everything up. And you can see that. He's annexing part of your lawn. Yeah. He's 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 squatting Crimea. Yeah. He's probably saying, yeah. That's right. I got a lawn related question. I was um, mm-hmm. on a walk the other day with my young family and we saw an I'm old shit in other people's bins. Putting your baby shit in people's bins. Mate, I brought my own shit, put it in other yeah. people's bins. Just ripping the baby's <laughs> nappy off and throwing it at someone's Yeah, exactly. Hold her over Spirit a beard. on the outside. You, yeah, how you like that? Holding her over a beard. It is Beautiful. lovely uh, jackaranda season where I Oh, isn't it? Oh, I love oh, it. Isn't Beautiful. that Beautiful. And um, I saw a man so proud of his lawn. He was out there. Picking jacaranda flowers, beautiful purple flowers, off his lawn, almost as they fell. The guy was out there like putting them in a bag, and my wife and I were watching, like literally flowers falling, and the guy walking to other bits. Is that like I thought that makes your lawn look good? I thought that's a nice look for a little bit. Oh yeah, but maybe he was about to mow and didn't want to send a shower of purple particles in all directions or something. I don't know. Hmm, Having lived with a jacaranda in my front yard for most of my formative years, um, uh, hashtag fuck jacarandas uh, is uh, (laughs) is all I can say. You are an influencer, so you can get that going if you wanted to. You could get some traction on that. I'm on on the other side there, Wiggins. I had one in the backyard. Maybe it's front yard versus backyard, but I love the jacaranda. Mm. Uh, it, can we? Why fuck jacarandas? What is it? Is it the uh, is it the beautiful colours that upset you? What, what, what Didn't you it? just crush them up and like <laughs> smear the like the jacaranda juice into your sister's hair and all that stuff? That's what we used no, to do. Like, so it would so it would drop on the cars. It would drop on the uh, <laughs> it would it would create a very slippery surface yes. on the driveway. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. front yard yeah. versus backyard. There you yeah. go. Arse over tit gear. You sound like um, real first world jacaranda problems. Yes. Thank God you don't live somewhere where it snows, man. You first world <laughs> front yard jacaranda problems. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, finish it there. <laughs> it looks magnificent. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, I understand. I understand. So here, here I'm talking to the theoretical listener who engages with us. You've got a couple of things to send us through there. Thoughts on Rich's course of action <laughs> with his front yard and uh, Wigo's uh, jacaranda hatred. Valid or no? Thumbs up, thumbs down, jacarandas. <laughs> yeah, but we go, you fiend holiday dad. And, and what, people, what, what, jacarandas? Sorry. <laughs> people right. will remember that Monty did ask the question. He's got a holiday coming up saying, can you, well, what, what's it like being holiday dad? Mm. Uh, and we broke the bad news that his daughter's too young, so he doesn't get to be a holiday dad. That's uh, true. It's upsetting. Correct. But, Ben, you went away with some extended family, which meant that maybe, you know, a decent percentage of the time you could have been holiday dad because responsibilities might have been shared around a little. Is that the case? That is – look, Stu, you are you, – you're spot on there. And But because there were so many children, mm. um, so we had – the age range was from – You just end up looking after someone else's. Well, there always end up being children around. Mm. So we went from a, what do we have, a five-month-old up to a 15-year-old um, away with us. And so there's a pretty big, you know, there's <laughs> a lot of children all the time yeah. in and around, and the weather wasn't great. So there was also a little bit of <laughs> the weather wasn't great, the internet connection at the holiday park was poor, so when the weather wasn't great, all I heard was the kids whinging about how bad the internet was. Uh, but then there was always that rush of as soon as a bit of sunlight came out, everyone in the park would come out of wherever they were and everyone would be in the pool and everyone would be on the water slide. So mm-hmm. it was all um, – there was quite a little bit of stress, even though we were on holidays. So I – I think I need a little bit of that holiday nostalgia to come back so that I can really appreciate how good a 10 days it was. Mm-hmm. But during that time, um, I had a bit of an upset tummy oh. uh, and I probably drank a bit too much in the first two or three days, which really sort of set me off. And this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about. <laughs> I don't think I did a really good, Good shit <laughs> for seven days. Okay. Right? While just I was on, away. Just, just wait. Hang on. Just look at the run sheet. Dad shits doesn't look <laughs> like it's on here, but look, we'll cram it but, in. But, cram it in. Oh, now, listen, I I think that it actually has something to do with being on holidays. Oh. Right? So I didn't eat very well. You've got shy holiday turds, or do you think it's the diet when you're on holidays? I think, or is it home ground advantage? I think it was some home ground advantage because I came home and I've had three of the best turds that I've had. Yeah, that's because you can hold hands with all of your family members in the one bathroom. That's exactly (laughs) right. Now, (laughs) that's your body subconsciously wanting you to get value for money out of all the money you've spent in your toilet, though. This has never been a problem for me before. Like I've never. Is it possible though? You got it. You got it in your own head after like three days. And no, because I wasn't thinking. The only reason it came up was because when I got home, I was like, "Hang on a second, I'm back." Mm-hmm. And then I thought, 
well, why have I been so, why has my shit been so shitty for the last seven days? And then all of a sudden I'm back at home and I'm, you know, Randy marshing it. Right. So, um, give it, do you want to throw an example of a couple of meals at us? Oh, I was going to yeah, say, take, take us through your daily diet. Burritos? Uh, no, no. Look, there was a, there was a lot of air fryer work. Okay. So, was there much in the way of afternoon snacking? Because I find that that's my holiday go-to, and that can be pretty detrimental. Lots of cheese and crackers and oh, Ellis, stuff like that. I wouldn't normally the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. more pate, Wiggins. Have some more old, pate. Yeah. I don't eat yeah. pate. I don't eat pate. I think I need to quince paste, paste, which uh, yeah. not too bad. Sharp and crumbly. Yeah. 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 Do you like a gout platter, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> so that... That was it. There was a lot of um, a lot of meats, uh, a lot of crackers, and a vast array of craft beer um, early in the afternoon. So you know, around about that sort of three o'clock mark, um, out would come the cheese platters, and it'd be on. And then we wouldn't eat till you know eight nine o'clock. And, Are you uh, eating cheese platters most afternoons? Because I, I think we yeah. probably solved the mystery. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do like, like some craft beer, some rich craft eat, beer and a cheese platter. I don't eat a lot yeah. of cheese, right? But I do eat a lot of crackers and meat. So I think we probably have gotten to the bottom of it. Okay. Um, but, um, but the strange thing was may, <laughs> one day without, without uh, meat and crackers and I'm back to normal. That just seemed a little bit, uh, a little bit out of the ordinary. I think I just found the uh, promo grab. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so Monty, take care of yourself while you're yes. on your holiday. All right, that's I was no trees. you describe what I'll be doing though. So I'll I was going to say you've got to enjoy yeah. that. It's all part of the holiday. That's here's probably a, my here's only a question, Monty. Is how, how many days are you going for, Monty? Because 10 days is really pushing it. Yeah, I'm not going for 10 days. That's ridiculous. I'm going for like two days. Oh, well, that's yeah. fine. Eat oh, cheese away. Yeah. Go, yeah, yeah. go for bro. Cheese away. Yeah, yeah, Breakfast, yeah. lunch, dinner. A yeah. cup of pate dinner, in the afternoon. <laughs> to wash down my craft beer. Don't try and get 10 days worth of meat and crackers into those two days. <laughs> I think on that, though, the happy hour is a very yeah. good time. It's of a the great day. time. Because, yep. yeah, but I think from a parenting perspective, because it's a time where you don't have to, you're not sitting down at a meal. I find meal times the most stressful when you're on holidays, especially when you're out yes. in restaurants or with other family members and stuff like that, even, you know, trying to look after my kids and seeing how other kids are carrying on and stuff. It really, that gets me going. So I find that yeah. the happy hour time though, I can sit and relax, enjoy a beer, have something to eat, and the kids can kind of run amok a bit and it's not a big deal. There's, yeah. there's, there's not that pressure that you get at a formal meal, but that's just my two cents. So that's why I'd say don't, definitely don't get rid of the happy hour. So words of, um, words of advice when going with other families, there can tend to be a bit of dinner time pressure mm-hmm. um when you live when you you know when all of a sudden one family goes all right we're gonna have dinner and then it's like oh my god there's like four families that then go oh my god we've got to go and sort out dinner it's like there's this it's like there's yeah. a race on um and that becomes quite stressful um but to give you guys an idea of uh you know one of the dad things that happened on holidays um we have a little tradition where someone is in, someone's basically in charge of happy hour uh, for the week that we're away, 
right? And they have to basically do something at, at some time in the afternoon. So is this rotated, and you mean, or one person's in charge for the entire time you're away? One person is in charge for the entire week. Oh, shit. Now That's pressure. Well, yeah. it is. There is a lot of pressure. So it's and again, it's only, it's not for the entire day. You don't have to plan out everything for the holiday, but you do have to have happy hour or what's become happy hour. Because last year when we went away, my brother-in-law Clint basically bought in happy hour. So he would play a specific song uh, between the hour, you know, between sort of half past three and half past four. And as soon as you heard that song played, you had to come out with a drink into the common area, and that's when happy hour would start, right? That's all he did. Yeah. That's how it That's how it came about. Yeah. Um, this year, we all got together at 4 o'clock and we did a quiz. Now, nice. is that not the daddest thing to do? Pretty dead. Pretty dead. I like yeah, it. Bro, yeah, I do a quiz with my family every Sunday. I fucking love it. I, I host quizzes at pubs. I'm like. I'm oh, really? Pubs, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. one of those dudes. I'm, yeah, yeah. Nice. Love that shit, son. Love that well, shit. Hey, we we have a um, we have a family um, quiz WhatsApp group Ooh. where we have um, we've got family group in Queensland. We have a family group in Byron Bay. We have a family group in um, uh, South New South Wales uh, and a couple around the coast. And we all do the Sydney Morning Herald Saturday quiz and yeah. the ten question. Yeah, we we did that during lockdown as well. That was our big thing with all the family members. We we saw more of our family members than we did in any other stage. Yeah, we do, we do it yeah. Sundays in on Zoom too, and we do it with yeah. a Canadian participant and an American oh. participant. Yeah, yeah. we had good internationals in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, unreal good work, dads. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> wow, that's oh, so, the quiz. How good is the quiz? The quiz in the last eighteen months has really come. Uh, it's come to fruition. It's good to find these it's, organic dad through lines, isn't it? It's it's a good kind of competitiveness, but kind of coming together. It's a great way to kind of show people, yeah, I know shit, but also mm. like, no, we're here doing this together. Did you guys have your dads kind of caning you at Trivial Pursuit when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I pretty much memorised Trivial Pursuit by the time I was nine, I think. It was a bit, it was a bit sad. I still have to, even even playing it now. I still have to clarify, you know, whether we're talking about Soviet era questions, especially when we're talking about who won the gymnastics in at the nineteen eighty four Olympics. You know, yes. inevitably. Well, she was actually a Russian nowadays, yeah. but back then she would have been part of the USSR. And, <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, yeah, very good. Well, I'm going to move on now, Matt. You just threw three words at us for a topic. Post-COVID happiness, what does that mean? Yeah, so I, I um, you know, post-lockdown, we, we were in lockdown much shorter than many of you gentlemen. Yeah. Is this um, relating to big COVID at all? Just oh, It might be. Well, let's find out. Maybe we're, maybe I'm sticking it to big COVID here. By, uh, we went over to some friend's house, house uh, last week. It's the, really the first time we've been to anyone's house for a couple of drinks. And, again, the kids all get on well, so it's pretty delightful. We never really see them. Um, and we just were having a great time. And then beautiful weather. I had a couple of beers, uh, you know, late afternoon. And uh, they were like, oh, come and have a look at the garden. I was like, sure. Mm. This is this is prime dad style, walking around the garden, having a look at all the plants. And then we were about to leave the garden and then 
our lovely friend Hannah was like, oh, you know, like, Pete, you've got to condition the compost. And I was like, what? What's that? She was like, oh, you, you get some condition, like conditioner and put it in the actual compost. I'm like, oh, everyone just stop, turn around, show me exactly what you mean. So they're like, all right. And so they had two separate composts. One's organic, um, like scrap food waste, and the other one was like dirt and mulch and that kind of stuff that they have. And you can buy a conditioner for it. You sprinkle it on your compost and then rinse it in. And he was taking me through the whole process of how it works. And I just stopped him and said, I just, can I just point out, uh, I'm, I'm having a beer. It's a beautiful sunny afternoon. I think this is the happiest I've been in like three months. <laughs> Thank you, mulch. And they kind of looked at me at, at first, putting conditioner in mulch. Is the conditioner like a probiotic type thing or something? Is that yeah. the deal? Like it's, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's a probiotic for the mulch. But I was just like, the weather's yeah. perfect. I'm having a beer. I'm yeah, talking to people you, that are my perfect family. afternoon. I want to know more about the mulch conditions. That's so exactly right. <laughs> they, thought, they thought I was taking the piss. That was their first response. That I was, and I was like, no. I want to know more about the conditioner uh, for your mulch. And so there is a a great deal of joy that comes with getting a good compost going. Yeah. And it takes a long time. This is the thing. It's it's a a mark of true, um, I suppose, persistence to be able to get one going, which is consistent. You've turned it. It's going well. Like, you know, it's a great, it's a great achievement. So you put it in the, in the mulch, first and then you use it around the base of like whatever plants or something like that so you've got to give it some time it's um yeah i was like stunned that there was a a product on the market i was just fascinated by the process of it all and it just was like oh how good is being in someone's garden literally what is listening to conditioning mop oh literally what is it is it like a like? Does it look like hair conditioner? What what, what is yeah, it? Right, right, right. I've right. got you standing over this compost <laughs> yeah, with some right. Selsun Blue Five, giving it a squirt. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like a powder. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh. So it might, when you put the hose on it, it might be yeah. more of a. It might turn into more of a hair. <laughs> Gets up a bit of a lather. Yeah, lather, lather it in there, and you use your hands to get in there. But no, it just okay. soaks into it and. Uh, Enriches it, I guess, like right. conditioner does for your hair. So, I guess. and then the mulch seam just kind of feels that it's worth it. Nice. Yeah, and then you know people walk past and turn around and go, ooh, you know, oh. catches their eye, swishes it about, swishes the gust mulch of wind. around. Yeah, gust, gust of, of wind, wind. Yeah. you get a smell of the smell of the mulch. Yeah. So okay. I would re- recommend getting yourself some soil conditioner, and. Yeah. uh you can get, I think that's called Magic Mulch was what they had. Okay. Sometimes right. called Soil Improver. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, it's just great. I was like, this is just like a moment of like, how good hanging out with people that aren't your family was after this three story, months. Yeah. Is this story about mulch conditioner or happiness? Yeah, well, uh, it's well, are they mutually sure. exclusive. Are no, they're not mutually exclusive. No. no, obviously mutually inclusive. There's a lot for you to take a lot. Dad lesson wise from this, Monty. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the happiness comes from I recommend go to some if someone's got a like a, a product that they're keen on and they're passionate about in, in the garden, that's a real dad thing. Tell me something you're passionate about in your garden while I'm drinking a beer <laughs> equals happiness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to make it a mathematical equation. 
Well, yeah, and, you know, if you want to throw in a pinch of dadness, real solid dadness in there, then that's good. Well, can we yeah. just say backyard plus passion plus beer? Is that, a, is that the equation? Yeah. Equals happiness. Equals yeah. happiness? Yeah. Is that the dad commandment? That feels oh, like- I'd say so. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Because there's nothing, there's nothing better than being in the backyard and having a beer and sharing someone else's passion. And like, oh, it sounds perfect to me. Yeah. yeah. Rather than slipping over bits of jacaranda on your fr- front yard. <laughs> get out of, yeah. get away from your front yard. Yeah, and being Czechoslovakia lawn and yeah. just what? <laughs> being overrun. Just the student and land in my front garden. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, we've got four minutes left, so it's probably the right time of the episode to ask whether there was any more flotation tank chat. Um, third third segment of flotation tank. Was there more to say? Installment of, um, there there wasn't much really. There was there. It's it's sort of just uh, um, again. I highly recommend it. Um, Justine's uh, d- uh, done it since we last spoke. She went in again, um, and she said, "What was the odds thing?" She said, um, she was, "Who was yeah, she?" Sorry? She Molly was calling Holborn, is that what you're about to say? <laughs> well, yeah. I, was, I was trying to think of someone else obscure. <laughs> <laughs> she was Molly Ringwald in Pretty uh, Pink. I'm going to say Rebecca De Mornay. What happened to Rebecca De Mornay? What, <laughs> that is it now. The hand that rocks the cradle and through. What's it, what's it like to have such a delicious last name? Uh, there we go. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh no, she she has like um, like uh, almost like flying moments when she does when I'm talking about my wife, not Rebecca Demonet. Um, when she, you don't know that you you can't say that. I don't know that. I don't know that. I can't qualify that. Um, but yeah, Justine. Um, that's yeah. She sort of gets like flying sensations right. from the flotation tank in the dark. That like kind of the dreamy flying sensation things. Yeah, yeah, sort of flying over landscapes and things like that more than more than anything else. On listening back to the last time we talked about it, I asked you how much it cost, and you seemed to duck the question. No, I, I think we. I think someone jumped in with more a uh, question more about weirdness so, on this show. Um, I think it was yeah. <laughs> so jumped in there. Um, I it's about depending on where you go, it's like sixty to seventy bucks for an hour. Yeah. Mm. Worth every penny. You have oh, to be alone. super alone. Yeah, be super, alone yeah. and float and get to get to be one of the greatest '80s action heroes. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there there endeth the three part flotation tank chronicles. <laughs> Gentlemen, we're going to finish an episode before we get cut off. Good night oh. to you all, and thanks for listening, everybody out there. Farewell. Love you all. This is an Angry Chimp podcast.